0: Welcome everyone, hello my name is Angela Seaborn, this is Age-Free Woman, don't let age be your cage. Today's topic is toxic positivity, first I would like to say please rate and review my podcast from whatever platform you're listening to it today. If you have a particularly low rating, please give a written explanation why, so I can make changes. I have had one person give me a rating of 2, but there was no information with that. So I appreciate your feedback. However, a low score by itself says, yeah, you didn't like it. You didn't like the podcast, but I have no idea what you did not like, therefore I don't have anything to work with to make the podcast better and that's really what the rating system is for. Okay, are you ready? As good old Bugs Bunny would say on with the show this is it! There are a few kinds of toxic positivity but their definitions are the same. I particularly like this definition that I found online and that is the overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state that results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. Having a positive outlook on life is wonderful, yes. However, not when it's at the expense of yourself, of your human experience. We like to be around positive people but at the same time, we want them to be healthy-minded, right? For example, if you lost someone you love recently and that positive person says something like, well, you know, I'm really sorry, and you know, everything happens for a reason, is that gonna make you feel better? Maybe 10 years down the line, you might think that way, but you may never think that way. My point is, When we experience the loss of a loved one or some other traumatic um, event, these feelings that come up need to be expressed. If there is no space to express these emotions or you consciously or unconsciously dismiss these emotions or not address these emotions, that becomes dangerous for you and those close to you, making you vulnerable to unhealthy coping methods, behaviors, or addictions, alcoholism, and we all know how that story ends. What we need to get through these so-called painful experiences is first to be validated and to be acknowledged, like to, yeah, you exist, and you are sad, and I accept you and love you for who you are, translation Oh, wow, I'm really sorry to hear. That must be difficult. I'm here if you need to talk. An authentic comment like this is much better than a toxic, positive comment such as, Oh, you'll get over it in time. Or bringing the focus back to you, talking about how you experienced something similar. No, this person needs to be heard. They need to tell their story. They need to share their feelings. They need to feel acknowledged. To be clear, if you've ever heard somebody say these things to you or you've even said some of them yourself, I'm not implying that you're doing this purposely or maliciously or they're doing it purposely or maliciously. No, not at all. I see it as a cultural practice, you know, like not acknowledging the elephant in the room a hangover from the beaver cleaver syndrome of the 1950s but just a more uh, covert expression of it. So you may be wondering why I wanted to talk about toxic positivity today. Well, Over the last year or so, I've been taking many courses, business courses, and some of them are from these very successful entrepreneurs and influencer type people who are very intelligent and they do have the secrets of how to get ahead. And the courses that I've taken have been excellent. So the issue that I have in the story I'm about to share with you involving an influencer or one of these motivational speaker people is not about the quality of the courses. What I frown upon is how this motivational speaker uses toxic positivity to get his message across. I mean, not always, but he does use it. And again, I'm not saying he does this maliciously or consciously. I believe that he actually believes what he says. Anyway. This motivational speaker, influencer person, he's very famous. And one of the courses that I've taken of his has a private Facebook group. In this particular group, a member had written in the Facebook comments, she didn't think she'd be able to attend the upcoming seminar because her husband had just died the day before and she was just devastated. Understandably, because like the seminar was like the next day. However, the responses that she got were, you can do it, don't worry about it, just come. Just just attend the seminar anyway, it'll help you through it. You know, you can do it, you can do it. These kind of comments. I was dumbfounded. Now talk about peer pressure. I mean, the last place I would want to be if I were in this poor woman's shoes was at one of these kind of seminars because they are like a pep rally. They are huge they're inspirational you're jumping around you're dancing you're celebrating you are doing a lot of neuro linguistic exercises it's very intense like i said these seminars are excellent but there's a time and place for everything when we grieve we need the support of loved ones we need tenderness we need peace we need quiet the body and mind are in shock it doesn't need more excitement, more stress. And my story does not end here, sadly. In this same group, but in a different situation, the motivational speaker, this famous, famous person making outrageously toxic statements, toxic positivity. It happened while he was doing a facebook live he was making comments that he wasn't qualified to make and it was clear that he was not informed saying things like the government was overreacting to the coronavirus and that antidepressants didn't work and it's all about mindset yada 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 i mean come on it's 2021 The world is going forward with understanding the science and research behind depression and other mental health issues. Yet he is going backwards, holding on to antiquated stereotypes and stigma around mental illness. Depression itself prevents one from attaining a positive mindset or at least sustaining one. Conquering depression or overcoming depression is not a simple switch to a positive mindset. With all the research and science we have when it comes to mental health and depression, believing depression is a mindset is akin to saying that the world is flat. It's just another form of blaming the victim. And it's like telling somebody with a broken leg, just walk. There's nothing positive about that, if you ask me. Anyway, this famous motivational speaker literally has millions of followers he holds a lot of weight he holds a lot of power behind his words and many people take him verbatim yet he is not held accountable for what he says if for some reason i got bonked on the head and started to say the same kind of things i would lose my license and rightly so because not only are those comments untrue. They go against the research and the science. They are also harmful to people listening. So he doesn't have to account to anybody or anything in terms of what he says. He only accounts to himself or possibly his pocketbook. And speaking of pocketbooks, is it possible that this influencer has a vested interest in... Promoting what he's promoting, anti-mental health and anti-Covid messages. If his clients who are depressed were to take antidepressants or seek uh, psychotherapy, is it possible he could lose them because they would no longer need that hype or temporary fix? I mean, attending any of his workshops or seminars, it is like a rock concert. Everybody gets amped up and it's you know pumping up the jams like watching this exciting football game play out and the endorphins are just flying everywhere and then you're just like yeah we're gonna do it we can do it. Would that benefit somebody who is depressed of course it would it could really pump them up but will it last I don't know what the shelf life on that is maybe a couple of hours maybe a day maybe two I don't know. But eventually they'll go back to baseline and they may even go lower. It will feel like a big drop, which could be very harmful for someone who has depression because those are extreme states. For a person who's not depressed, their brains do not have to make as many chemicals to reach that level of excitement than does the brain of someone who is depressed. So you think of a glass that's um, half full and a glass that's three quarters full. So the glass that's three quarters full, let's say that's the average population, and the glass that's half full is the depressed person, and sometimes even lower. For the depressed person to reach the same level of heightened emotion as the non-depressed person, the depressed person has to work so much harder to produce the neurochemistry that's required to reach such a state and subsequently the drop back to baseline when all of this concert-like environment is over is also much greater and potentially can cause more harm to that individual. Any kind of extreme up and then extreme down can be dangerous to the mind and the body. Think of it like an elastic band. The more it has to stretch to achieve its destination, the more likely it is to snap so let's say only one of the thousands or millions of fans of this influencer has a clinical depression or major depressive disorder but you know of course there's going to be a higher percentage that are depressed because that's just statistical norms but for the sake of simplicity we'll leave it at one so let's say in this hypothetical situation this person's depression does not get better because truth be told With a true clinical depression, no amount of motivational seminars, courses alone, without any other professional mental health support can heal the clinically depressed brain. Can these seminars and courses help somebody as an adjunct to their professional treatment? Absolutely, but alone, no. Let's say this one depressed person takes this influencer to heart, takes his words to heart, believing that, you know, depression can be cured by a mindset and medications don't work, etc. Now tell me, how does this belief help or benefit this person who is unable to heal or overcome their depression through a positive mindset? What are the odds that this person will seek professional help when he he or she believes professional help and medication do not work are they likely to seek psychotherapy counseling medication all of which the research has shown time and time again is the best practice for treating depression and helps to significantly reduce or even end the clinical depression it's more likely that person's going to have a sense of hopelessness as we know Hopelessness sets in when we believe we have run out of options. Oh, I'm hopeless because I can't maintain a positive mindset. Something's wrong with me. Why is it that all these other followers of my influencer are able to keep a positive mindset and I'm not? So what am I going to do? I'm a failure. I'm a loser. All resulting from having toxic positive beliefs. And I don't know about the influencer's profession, but in my vocation, to harm one person is too much. As for this motivational speaker, there is no college to protect the public from the impact that his statements have on his followers. I am not saying this influencer doesn't help many people because I'm sure he does and he has excellent courses. However, Because somebody is helpful in one area, it does not negate their responsibility if they're harmful in another area. Like, you don't get away free by saying, hey, I donated thousands of dollars to a children's fund, so I shouldn't be fined for cheating on my taxes for any of the listeners who are saying, well, everybody has the right to their political opinion, something I hear all the time in many different kinds of arguments, and this is often a non sequitur, and in this case, it is a non sequitur. When it comes to the efficacy of medicine, mental health treatments, the validity of psychotherapy, any research, any science, it has nothing to do with opinion or politics, You can have an opinion that the Earth is flat, but be prepared to lose psychological credibility because this is not up for debate. Science says the Earth is round in shape. And more recently, they're talking about uh, the Earth being more oval, but in no way are they saying that it's flat. That's been disproven a long time ago by science therefore this is not an opinion this is a scientific fact but I digress the bigger and more important issue is this influencer is giving medical advice something he is not qualified to do he's not a doctor he's not a medical scientist He's not a psychiatrist, psychologist, clinical social worker. He's not a mental health professional, period. And he has no business acting like one. I don't know any rational human being who would get business financial advice from a medical doctor. So why seek medical or mental health advice from a motivational speaker or a business person? Let's face it. Most of us wouldn't even consider ordering a steak in a sushi house or sushi in a steakhouse, where the steaks are much less, all puns intended. What I would like to say to anyone who follows an influencer, a motivational speaker, or gets coached by one, when they're in their own lane, they are good. They know what they're doing. These are the people you go to to find the secrets to success their teachings really are invaluable however you have to watch out when they start to stray out of their lane and into somebody else's lane into a lane that they're not qualified to be in and the problem that i see is many people look at these influencers and motivational speakers as gods they're like rock stars they can't do any wrong in their fans eyes I mean, not all. There are many people that learn from these motivational speakers and influencers. Like, they get it. They use the information and they build their empire. But for others, it's like a cult, and they just drink up whatever is fed to them. And this was evident in this example that I'm talking about here, where the motivational speaker was expressing his anti-COVID, anti-mental health beliefs. I saw members ridiculed and mocked and shamed when they challenged the speaker's beliefs. And verbal warfare started to break out on Facebook because, as you can imagine, there were people that were disagreeing with this motivator's comments. Things got so heated that the moderators had to shut down the comments altogether. It really was a sight to see. It, it was its own social experiment, all of which could have been easily avoided had the speaker stayed in his own lane. And lastly, I'd like to leave you with some tools uh, to help you recognize signs of toxic positivity as well as things you can say that are not toxic. For example, signs of toxic positivity are, you know, if you feel you're hiding or masking your true feelings, if you're hiding and masking them, then maybe that's because you are reacting to uh, toxic positivity. Or two, you're trying to just get on with it by stuffing or dismissing your emotions. That's also a sign or you're feeling guilty for feeling negative emotions, or perhaps you find yourself minimizing your friends and other people's experiences with these feel-good quotes or statements. These are all signs of toxic positivity. So now here's a list of do's and don'ts, things you can say instead of. Instead of saying something like, Just think good thoughts, think happy thoughts. You could try, well, things can get really tough, you know, I I get that, and I'm here for you. Or instead of saying, oh, you'll get over it in time, or you'll just get over it, try, I know it's hard, and I believe in you. Instead of saying, oh, just be positive, try something along the lines of, yes, a lot could go wrong. Can you think of anything that could go right? And that I'm not even, I'm on the fence about. I'm sure there's certain situations that could work well with and others, it would not. Therefore, use at your own discretion. Another one that sometimes people say, oh, don't be so negative. That doesn't help. Try saying this, you know, it's okay to feel bad sometimes. Everything happens for a reason. I hear this so often and i would say again to that one it's okay sometimes it's okay to feel bad and what about this one failure is not an option try replacing it with failure is part of growth and we learn through our so called failures or how about it could be worse it's better to say sometimes we just experience bad things you know how can i support you and last, but definitely not least, the expression, always look at the bright side. Try saying something like, it can be difficult to see the good in the situation, I know, and, but we'll make sense of everything eventually. And that's my cat, you hear meowing in the background, and I have to go support him. He doesn't sound happy, I think he wants to eat. And if I were to use toxic positivity with him, I'd say something along the lines, you know what, there are cats that are starving in very poor countries, you're lucky. But that would just be dismissing his experience, right? And we say things like that to ourselves all the time and to others, we compare a very horrible situation that's way worse than what we're dealing with to our own, and that There's a lot of research out there that shows it doesn't help. It doesn't make us um, appreciate our experience anymore. It basically dismisses it and causes us to feel shame and guilt. It may satisfy the intellect, but it certainly does not satisfy our emotional selves and ultimately does more damage. Therefore, instead I'll say something to my kitty like, I know you're really hungry and I feel like I really want to feed you as it hurts me to hear you suffering because I care about your health. I don't want you to be overweight. I have to wait until dinner time to feed you and then I'll smother him with kisses. And that's my show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful for any uh, reviews and ratings that you give me. Uh, Tell your friends about my podcast and people you think would be interested in this. I greatly appreciate it. And until we meet again, have an age-free day. Bye for now. Thanks.